those two poops are gonna drive me dippy. You've been given a good, strong aquiline nose. We haven't had any casualties for a week. Hey, suppose the war's over and they haven't told us? Is belly button one word? Radar, the good Lord gave us one belly and one button for said belly. Therefore, it is two words. Yeah. Belly. Belly. Button. Button. Good boy. Your nose is supposed to be broken. Uh, yes, well, Dr. Pierce said it was just a sprain, and if I keep off it for a month, I'll only have to put liquids in it. Oh. There, there, my Margaret. Oh. Ain't nobody gonna harm y'all unless you leave old Uncle Trapper's arm. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good buddies, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Gentlemen. <laughs> today we're going to be discussing Operation Nose Lift. It's from Season 2. It's Episode 18. It's the 42nd episode overall. It was directed by High Averback. Written by Paul Richards and Eric Tarloff. Production code is K418, and the original air date is January 19th, 1974. While it is true that during our recent Mardi Gras celebration, I did appear as King Neptune, I wish to point out that the costume worn by said King Neptune covered my body completely from the waist down, including your pelvic region. Including your pelvic region. Right, your pelvic region. Furthermore, and to wit. To what? To wit. To wit. The rhinestone I wore in my belly button offended nobody. And the very complex and complicated plot summary for this episode involves Private Danny Baker. See, he has a big problem, and it's attached to his face. After he's caught trying to go AWOL, Hawkeye calls in his friend Major Stanley Stosh Robbins, a plastic surgeon, to help with the private. When Frank and Margaret catches wind of the unauthorized operation, it's up to Hawkeye, Trapper, and Radar to prevent the Majors from getting in the way. Baker, all a nose is is a nose. It takes in air and it breaks up the space between your eyes and your mouth. It has nothing to do with a person's value or quality. It's there to catch a cold through or at which to look down on people from. Enjoy it. You've been given a good, strong, aquiline nose. That went back for seconds. I like it. It's got character. Yeah, it's got a certain assertive je ne sais quoi. And it arrives everywhere five minutes ahead of me. Hey, you don't have a copyright on it, you know. There are plenty of great people with big probasi. You know why Napoleon always kept his hand down here? He was scratching his nose. <laughs> Guest stars in this one. Okay, then. Stuart Margolin played Major Stanley Stosh Robbins. This is the second MASH episode to star Stuart. He's most well known for his recurring role in The Rockford Files. Yeah, isn't that your favorite show? Oh, I love the Rockford Files. Yeah, I used to like it a lot, too. It's got one of the best theme tunes ever. Oh, yeah, it uh, actually does, and I've always yeah. liked that uh, that Camaro of his. So cool. 
And we also had Todd Sussman playing Private Danny Baker. Now, interesting to note here that Todd Sussman and Stuart Margolin are currently in post-production on the film The Discoverers, which also stars Scrubs actor John C. McGinley and Sledgehammer himself, David Roche. Todd has a long list of credits, including roles in Scorch, City, St. Elsewhere, and The Waltons. Kenny's favorite show. Oh, yeah, you know. I like that wholesome TV Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, We have William Christopher, who plays, of course, Father Francis Mulcahy. And Patricia Stevens returns as Nurse Mitchell. And Louis Elias plays the MP Sergeant. Now, Louis appeared in four episodes of Star Trek, the original series, and also appeared in The Six Million Dollar Man, Logan's Run, and Charlie's Angels. We have Bobby Mitchell, who plays Nurse Lyons. Bobby appeared in 18 episodes of MASH, playing three different nurses. And Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Now just relax, son. Okay, Father. But I think you should know I'm not a Catholic. Nobody's perfect, boy. If it makes you more comfortable, forget I'm a priest. Let's just kick it around, as they say. Man to man. I can't talk about it. Well, I'm very good at keeping secrets. But there's some things I won't even tell myself. What is it, son? You're looking at it. I don't think I follow. You're staring at it, like everybody does, Father, only you're too polite to say anything. If it's your nose. What else could it be? There's only the three of us in here. My son... We're all made in God's image. Well, then he must have a schnoz the size of Texas. Ah, forgive me, Father. But do you know what it is to live with a blower like this? It's ruining my life. I think you're making it the repository of all your troubles. I keep running away to hospitals to get a nose job, but they won't touch me. Well, how about our doctors here? They only operate if you're wounded. What do I do, stick a grenade up my nose? Not that it hasn't got room for it. Come with me, Danny. His sending you to me only reinforces my opinion of Colonel Blake. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Al? Sure. Did not like this episode a whole lot. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't. It's not one of my favorites. I cannot stand the Stosh character. I cannot stand him. I think he's a pig. He's a disgusting person and he's totally lacking any kind of redeeming qualities so that being said i did like you know when uh, baker was uh, uh talking to father mulcahy how you know father mulcahy said if, if it would help uh you could pretend i'm not a priest and he hides his cross i uh-huh. thought that was that was good. you know it's those little subtleties that um that you might not catch up or catch on the first time you watch it but you know after you watch it a couple times you really catch those and it really adds to the show which is good because this episode sucked for me <laughs> uh, and that that prosthetic that fake nose it looked so stupid it was i know i understand it was the early 70s but still it, i thought it was very very poorly done it was mismatched the color just stood out it just looked really bad Another thing that drives me crazy is how shows like this will bring back the same actors to play totally different roles. And then they pretend, you know, hey, we've never seen this guy before. Well, I mean, sort of with Stuart Margulis, it's kind of the same role. It's just a different name, different profession for the doctor. I mean, the last time he was on MASH, he played the sex-starved shrink. So I'm kind of catching a little bit of a 
you know, pigeonhole for him. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the, the one thing I didn't understand was how Frank and Margaret thought that it was odd for a plastic surgeon to be at a field hospital. A plastic surgeon in a field hospital? Well, don't you think they're up to something sneaky? Oh, if you do, I do, Frank. I trust your sneaky instincts. I get that. But Hawkeye did tell them that they were old friends and that he was there on a social call. So why would that? Why would they not think anything other than that? I mean, uh, we've seen a couple times throughout uh, – well, several times throughout the whole run of MASH that, that uh, Hawkeye has a lot of friends you know, who are doctors who are also over in the Korean theater and have come to visit him. So why would this be any different? Mm. Anyone? Bueller? <laughs> uh, no, 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 I mean, I just thought other than it needs to be part of the story. It's part of the plot. Yeah, probably. And yeah. those two are always, you know, scheming to do something to take down. Yeah, and I suppose they're, they're always suspicious as well, aren't they? So. I just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I Something about this episode just kind of uh, struck me the wrong way. I, I, the flippin' Stosh character was just a disgusting person. He's a lech. He's a pervert. He's basically raping Margaret right in there. Let me go! Oh, you're an animal! Let me prove it to you. Stop it! I'll scream! You'll scream, you'll holler, you'll sing, you'll become a symphony. Major! Mm. Ah! 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 the truth. What's your nickname? No, no, that's a lie! You're the barracuda, right? What? I've known hundreds of women, Major. Please be one of them. Oh, I'll crack you across the face with this. I knew I could count on you. Ah! Stash! I'd be glad to see you. You chop him in half, you'll find your grandmother inside. Oh. Doctor, please, let's remember who we are and what we're here for. Oh. Hey, Travis. Major Houlihan just had her pulses taken by an octopus. It's St. George time. Oh. Uh, so, honestly, on my scale, I would say on a scale of one to five, this show would get a 1.33332. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked it a lot more than that. I mean, I actually enjoyed this episode. I mean, yes, Stosh is a, is a jerk and, you know, he had no redeeming qualities. I mean, I didn't like him at all. So, um, you know, I, I think what I took away from this is how the camp stuck up for one of their own when, you know, everybody hates Houlihan and Frank. They all put on those uh, those little nose guards, you know, just like they all had oh, surgery. Yeah. That was one of my favorite scenes, especially the dog. Yeah, the little, that was I mean, probably my, my favorite scene. You know, just so because they knew so, he did surgery on somebody, but everybody stuck together to help out this guy. Um, I'm bummed that we don't get to see his new nose. <laughs> you know, to see a result of of the surgery because you hear how great it is. Uh, but uh, it, it was it, you know it's not an episode I can watch over and over again. But it was enjoyable. It was you know Frank and Hulhan doing the, what they do best, uh, scheming and trying to disprove uh, these poor guys. And you know, I don't know. How about you, Meds? Uh, yeah, I'm probably in between kind of thing. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what Al says. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the character of, of Robbins is, you know, just just a scumbag, really. And it's really, really kind of like shocking that it's Hawkeye's friend, really, at the end of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, Hawkeye calls him in and you think, ah, oh, you know, I know Hawkeye's a bit of a, a womanizer, but he's not, he's a playful kind of guy at the end of the day. This, this guy's just a a bit of a rat bag, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because when I watched it, I mean, I've seen all the episodes of MASH numerous times. Strangely enough, when I was watching this, I really struggled to remember it. I was thinking, I don't really remember watching this, you know. But 
the end end to scene with them all wearing the nose uh, bandages, kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember it now. And as as you both said, probably the best bit of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when, when you're judging an episode that the most the best thing in it is a dog with a plaster on his nose <laughs> you know you really are scraping the barrel you really are um uh, yeah i mean I, I i'm not bothered about watching this one again yeah i think i think once was plenty for me yeah yeah this 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 episode for me was my hang glider <laughs> oh, <my dear>. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it more delicately than what i did bollocks it's rubbish i tell you it's well, rubbish they can't all be winners for us so uh, <laughs> You know, I think there's some redeeming qualities in this episode, but yeah, for overall, it's not one of our favorites. Yeah. Henry, you know who's a major down at Tokyo General? Who? You ever hear of Stanley Robbins? Yeah, sure, the plastic surgeon. He does all those Hollywood people. He's doing burn therapy and a bit of facelifting for General's wives. He does that? He's taking out enough puff from their eyelids to make a comforter. He's an old friend of mine, Henry. We did a residency together. We could have him here in an hour working on Baker's Beak. Don't tell me. I don't want to know about it. You guys have my full permission, and I never said that. I mean, I'm not even here, so how could I? Radar? Sir? Make an entry in the daily report that I wasn't here today and bring it to me so I can sign it. Well, sir, if you sign it, it'll show you were here. Then you sign it for me. Yes, sir. Should I sign your name? You'll have to, because I'm going to say it was a forgery. Yes, sir. Well, no sense hanging around if I'm not here. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. First up, Stuart Margolin, who plays plastic surgeon Major Stanley Stosh Robbins, in this episode appeared previously, oh, this is something that Al mentioned, appeared previously in the first season as a psychiatrist, Captain Philip G. Sherman. In both episodes, he plays a man who sexually assaults Major Margaret Houlihan. So, as Al mentioned, he's a... You know, they brought same. It's weird that they would bring the same character back or same yeah. actor back to play the the same type of character. Well, to um, to quote one of my favorite movies, uh, Animal House, he is a pig pig. <laughs> uh, Todd Sussman did the bulk of the announcements in the early seasons and appeared in the episode Operation Noselift. The other PA announcer early in the series was Jimmy Lydon. By the end of the series, Sal Viscuso had taken over PA duties completely. Viscuso also appeared several times on screen, but never making announcements. Now, I thought the person who made the announcements was also the same person from the film. So did I. Yeah, so... Hmm, makes it changed over time. We shall hmm. cover that when we do the film. Oh, yeah. Yes, do the film. Do the film. Do the right thing. Do the film. <laughs> I'm not doing the right thing. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. Colonel Blake mentions that in one week they showed both the movies, The Thing from 1951 and The Blob. Funny thing is that The Blob wasn't made until after the Korean War was over in 1958. Oops. Oops. Another <laughs> Oops, they they always seem to do that, don't they, with films in this? They got a pre-release of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they got the director's cut early. Oh, yeah. yeah. How old would Steve McQueen have been then? Three. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. He'd have been younger. Yeah. A few years. Uh, the last one we have is the establishing shot zooms in on Henry's tent, yet in the very next shot, he's in his office. Oh. Yeah, he mm. used the wrong establishing shot. <laughs> Oops. They did so. it again. <laughs> and remember, a nose job is not a haircut. If you don't like it, it won't grow back. Gee, I, I don't know. Trace Sportif. 
I bet it cuts down on wind resistance. Leave this to me, huh? You two guys living in the armpit of the universe, and you're trying to help a world-famous artist. Could I see another one? Of course. Gee, I never realized how hard it is to pick a nose. Do me a favor, huh? Big winner. Very popular number. This job paid for two Cadillacs. I'd call that paying through the nose. <laughs> the wit in this tent flows like molasses. All right, all right, no hurry, there's more. Hey. You got taste, kid. I got that one for my wife for her birthday. We're in business. Next up, we have trivia. Yay. Oh, I got to go. Uh, my hair is... Uh, That's is, right. That's uh, what I want to hear. To be washed, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. An unexploded bomb landed in the middle of the 4077th compound, disrupting the broadcast of the Army-Navy football game. You guys remember that? Yep. Uh-huh. So, all right. Meds, here's your question. Okay. Whose bomb was it? It was, um, well, it was the Americans. Do you want it, Do you want what kind of regiment kind of thing? Uh, they want, yeah. That was who, the FBI. Who, it, no, was the F, FBI with the propaganda. No, it's, it's close. It's CIA. Oh, that all the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a few yeah, letters okay. removed. <laughs> you, you know how they? You know how they found out it was a CIA bomb. They had a CIA operative come to the camp and goes, dude, where's my bomb? <laughs> That's it. You're right, your flagged. Uh, <laughs> here's a question for you, Al. Whose right. job was it to defuse the bomb? Uh, Hawkeye. It was Hawkeye and Trapper. Half a point. Oh, <laughs> well, at least I got half a point. You didn't get any points. <laughs> I got All right, my the question from The question for me is, what were the markings on the bomb? Ooh. I have not a clue. Do you guys know? No. Oh, no. No. I don't remember. It's AFS72485 oh. plus three circles and a square. Uh, I thought fair, it was I... NCC1701. <laughs> <laughs> no? To be fair, I, I seem to remember that we didn't like that episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. But see, I don't give you guys the hard questions. That was a hard one for me. That was hard, yeah. All right, here's a question for our listeners. What happened when it exploded? So once again, uh, a bomb uh, drops into the middle of camp, and it doesn't go off, and uh, it does eventually go off when uh, Trapper and Hawkeye play around with it, and we want to know what happened when it did explode. Yeah, so and you eagle-listening eagle uh, listeners here well, should get that because I actually gave the answer away with my question. <laughs> Yes, so uh, send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. If I sent for you, I would be the first to know. Well, can you think of a reason why you might send for me? Rarely, Frank, if ever even then. Oh, that's ridiculous. The whole thing's dumb, Frank. Are you calling me dumb? You said it, I didn't. All right, you can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we're at MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow the hosts at Twitter. I am at Geeky Fanboy. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mets. And I am at Tales Podcast. And our website is www.mash4077podcast.com. We also have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. 
And uh, our email address for all our correspondence, including the trivia questions, is mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And our terrific MASH online store can be found at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash4077podcast. All right, that's going to do it for episode 18 of season two, Operation Nose Lift. Uh, I think I liked it the most with meds being in the middle and Al totally hating it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, until next time, I'm Kenny. And I'm Meds. And I'm La Lessick. And we'll be seeing you. Who's La Lessick? Al Kessel backwards. Ah. Dive came through like a trooper. We really appreciate it. You're thanking me? I've been the recipient of a farewell I may have to write up in a medical paper. If I live, ciao. So long, long time. Hey, Virginia, there is a barracuda. Uh, girls, uh, anybody here know uh, Stanley Robbins? You know Dr. anybody Robbins? who knows anybody who knows Robbins? No. Anybody, anybody have a nickname here? That, does anybody Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying, LARPing, a furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom. Confessions of a Fanboy. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. On September 22, 2004, Oceanic Flight 815 left Sydney, Australia, bound for Los Angeles and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific. The survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island. The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010, and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, we'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com 
and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LostFlight815. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Todd Sussman and Stuart Margolin are currently in post-production on the film that discovers which will all... What? Uh, Lips ain't working there. Uh... By the end of the series, Sal Viscos, Visco, vo, vo, Viscuso. No, 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 no. Viscuso, okay. Colonel Blake. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is Colonel great. Colonel Blake. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> this is great for the blooper reel. Yeah, it is. <laughs>